0: In our code podcast, cast cast cast. Hello, lo, 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 lo. welcome, <laughs> this what you- <laughs> and this is Riley. <laughs> I don't and know. You're joining us today for a special bonus podcast episode your lucky day wow i loved that enthusiasm for our bonus episode intro and i hope it gave you the little razzle dazzle that you undoubtedly feel to get an extra surprise episode this week do you feel a little unhinged like we feel (laughs) i was just saying as this episode was about to start i was saying it would be game over for us so quick if we lived in the scenario of the quiet place. Um, actually dead as a doornail with one of our breaths. <laughs> oh <laughs> my <that> gosh. <sighs> <sighs> I know. Yeah, no. I have never claimed that that was easy for me nor was I a frequent winner of the silent game I was like I don't care to win this game no literally (laughs) we're like that game is for if you're a baby anyway like it's not it's not (laughs) cool to be good at that I have ADHD I'm gonna interrupt you anyway can we talk about how Quinn and I used to on road trips Our family was a frequent road trip family as there were four children to tote around everywhere we went and Quinn and I would come up with any sort of road trip game that we could, but a fave that I'm sure other people played as well is like putting your cheap old earbuds in and picking out a random song on each other's like iPod and then would like mouth of the lyrics to each other and the other person had to like silently guess just from lip reading and vibes what song they were doing (laughs) yes i we've been playing that forever like you said and did you know that it's a thing on tiktok that apparently someone came up with this trend i forget i don't even know how it goes but it's like if you know the words to the song sing along sing along and then you just say one word of it you're like you and you ch- and then the next person guesses the song which clearly that is a variation and that's fun and creative and i love that for you but i'm like me and rai have been on that shiz forever baby like we've been doing that but have yeah. you ever of that rai I have not heard of that. Luckily, being off of the TikTok game, I love it when I don't know something that's going on. Yeah, but um, I envy yeah, that's. That. Should we play one round? <laughs> one round each of the sing along game. So yeah. wait, are you saying that you you don't like sing that to the tune of the song? You just no. say the one word. Yeah. Okay. I think I've got it um I will say though real quickly before we move on that that's there's no original ideas and I wasn't trying to say like we came up with this we came with put it for ourselves because it was before we were children on the internet of like being like oh yeah. I saw this trend on TikTok you would just come up with stuff but that doesn't mean other kids didn't come up with the same thing it was a cultural moment for sure but it's yeah, it's weird yes. right now with everyone learning things through social media. But yes, I'm ready to play You Begin. I did not get the vibe that you were being like, us with the first idea ever. Um, yeah, baby, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. But in our little minds, it was inventing, okay? And we always were class A inventors. Anyway. Okay, I have to decide mine real quick. Give me one second. Wait, you already know your song? Then you do it first. No, I would like for you to go first because I'm you struggling exam- a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. One second then. Please everybody give us a respectful pause for one moment. So you truly only want to say one word. Yes. And then if they okay. can't guess you can do like kind of add e- or either like finish i don't know this game for real. like i haven't been spending a lot of time on TikTok at all i've just heard this a couple of times so okay. i i don't maybe know it all the way either but okay i'm gonna do the example i gave you if you know the worst of the song sing along sing along you is that a taylor swift song you no with your words oh okay okay should i guess again yeah oh i'm i'm having trouble (laughs) quite honestly i already thought of a few things it could be because it sounds like something else too i'll give you a little bit more you right come on that was pretty good get it together i know i'm just feeling very on the spot right now <laughs> you i thought like quit. you Me-ated me that? yes yes i feel like that was a very generous one okay now your turn okay this is just—I prefer our version of the game, quite frankly, Quinn. But okay, I'm on board. Me too. So you're you're picking out the first word of the song, is what I thought uh, that we were doing. But uh, you're just saying like the first word of a chorus or song. like anywhere in the song. So that's why that was yeah. really just a struggle for me. Sorry about but that. Yeah. Now I, think, I understand. Again, that's okay. I don't know if that's true, but that's no, Quinn. I'm glad to be learning this with you because this is the safest place to do so yeah i forgot it doesn't say if you know the words to this song sing along sing along good 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 vibrations Ooh, good guess but incorrect Okay, maybe just like a little bit of a syllable more. Good. Goodbye, Wilburtus. Or good. <laughs> no. No. Ready? Good. G- um, <laughs> good. See, when you're on the spot, dude. I know, but there are ones that are easier and harder. And okay, we would also well, get better at the game. Good, mo- good morning. Hey, 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 oh, hey. wow. I love that. That used to be my alarm clock <laughs> song back in middle school. <laughs> but um, no, but I, I like where your head's going, Gwen. The first two words were correct. Good, good morning baltimore <laughs> yeah nice um, God, we'll there. have to see if this is worth anyone's time but i hope you guys appreciate it this is the sort of fun-filled spontaneity you're gonna get out of a bonus episode <laughs> yeah um i think we can all agree that this is adding value to your day so moving on riley sure why don't you start art- us off I was just going yes. to say that I'm sure that our most engaged listener, dad Liliastrum, will appreciate this. I bet he didn't know about this new game. And now he just got to learn a new TikTok trend, which is new for him as a senior yeah. citizen. I bet that that is very, very exciting. Um. um so today. Also, here's the thing. Don't make me sing in my real singing voice, don't do (laughs) it, don't, because if you guys thought that that was how good I could sing, think again, it gets better than that. Quinn, if you were blessed enough to know her in fifth grade, then you've gotten to hear her perform live in the talent show. Okay. Well, me singing The Call from Narnia may not have been the highlight of my musical career. I don't know. I have to disagree. How could you? How could you? Um, It literally goes, it started out as a feeling. Um, Us in fifth grade, literally seven and a half inches tall, like, why did we think we, we're justified for singing that song about war to any degree i don't there graders be nothing. wilding yeah there is nothing like a middle school talent shows fifth grade is obviously right on the verge there but like you are brave as brave can be if you go up on stage to try something new up there i mean yeah i straight honestly. up wasn't even sweating like i was like i was built for this we performed <laughs> dancing all the time and now looking back i'm like wow yeah that is brave especially singing for me dancing is one thing i was but singing is like pretty cringy a lot of the times so that i think really yes. takes some gumption there's there's some cringy dancing out there as well obviously but i know i was just feeling fresh to death coming off of fourth grade like. My forefront teeth, straight as hell, with my braces having just come off. Like you know, my side to bang was working that talent show, and also I do think that I missed a serious, like I missed out on fulfilling a lot of my potential by only being in dance and not theater. Sean was like. Wait, you've, you, like, you were in, like, musicals and stuff, right? I was like, no, Sean, I was only ever in dance performances. He's like, you mean you never, like, sang and danced? I was like, no, only ever danced. He's like, well, it sounds like you missed out on exactly what would be your, what you were meant to do. So, thanks, Mom and Dad. Well, Dancing really the way it consumes your schedule in that full way, but yes, there were definitely people that did like do the shows in high school and whatnot. And I'm like, yeah, we can't because we're dancers, and they do not like let you have time to participate in those things, even though that realistically is where a dancer can take their career is. Yeah. to doing those. Not that I'm like, ah, I should have been a career dancer. Let me get that very clear that <laughs> that is not how I feel at all. But I do just like love burnout. performing and it's, it's great to do. But no, when I went to college and my dance teachers were like, so are you going to pursue a dance? I'm like, I already hate myself enough. Like I just feel like I'm going to go down a different route for this period of time in my life and thank goodness I did. That being said, um I I do think that college is a great place to get to pursue those things and I tried to take dance classes when we were in undergrad but they're so demanding of your time for so little credits on your schedule. I was like this is just re-traumatizing of how much dancers get rant- worked to their freaking core and i can literally add this to my class load schedule absolutely no, i can't. started i started out by double majoring and with dance science being my my other major and each dance credit class was worth one credit i was like one credit not only are the classes like three hours long or whatever then you also have to write papers and do research and stuff i'm like um jail whoever decided that they explained it to me one time but science classes i guess it's a money credits it's so that it's like costing less money or something yeah for their dancers who need to take that many classes if they charge less per credit or it's charged by credit hours, so you're going to have a less expensive tuition for more okay. classes, but that doesn't account for, like, overworking people yeah. that already not are college. in college. Riley, should we start getting into some of our random thoughts? We thought that today well, we would of... maybe... Uh... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. Okay, I was just saying, I kind of thought we were segueing right into that. There was a natural turn to talk about one of our random thoughts that we've had recently about college not being a place for learning. Oh, very good point, Riley. Well, why don't you go into that into that little thought and discussion since you brought it to my attention in the first place? Well... I just saw a clip recently of Elon Musk saying college isn't a place where people go to learn like you can learn whatever you want on your own using the internet so you don't you shouldn't like go and pay for college now. I'm not addressing that clip specifically and talking about the larger conversation or whatever i don't know even what it was for if it was a speech that he did or just an interview because i didn't watch the whole thing and i think that we can get ourselves into trouble these days when we just take a sound bite and don't look at the larger picture and feel like we have to have like a hot take or commentary on what was said i'm just saying my reaction to hearing that amount i'm not here to talk about elon musk because i don't care to but um I was just thinking about my college experience and how much I disagree with that. And you can definitely learn a lot from the internet and you don't have to go to school to receive an education on a whole host of things. Like, I understand how that's true. But going to college was such a way that I learned how to even make that possible. For myself, like with what I knew about research in high school, I could not have learned at all the college, the college education that I received, like to get my two degrees in the same amount of time on my own just wouldn't have been possible because you get experts, professors that show you how to research how to learn how to digest this information like even if you could find that same professor's paper on the internet or reach out to them for it reading that and understanding it is such a different story and i am so grateful for the critical thinking skills and the learning how to learn type of information that i got through college because i think that it is very hard to be self-taught in those ways. And that's why people turn to mentors and turn to people that have experience doing what they want to do professionally or what they want to learn about, because it is too overwhelming the information. If I, for example, studying art history and I just looked up like learn art history, there's no end to the content that you could find and a professor building a curriculum. Oof, that is worth, I was going to say it's worth the money. It's not always worth the money. Don't, like, schools overcharging for tuition is deplorable, and I hate that. But being on scholarship, it was worth the money. Yeah, Riley's like, going for free made it so worth the money. (laughs) But I just think that statement from Elon is so ignorant and ridiculous honestly it does kind of get my blood boiling a little bit because i've been hearing a lot of stuff like this in the age of the internet and social media and obviously this is an incredibly nuanced topic there are a lot of things that are wrong about our system of education but college is first of all there's so many benefits to being in an academic setting like being surrounded like you said by professors who are incredibly intelligent people that have done so much learning research and like they have themselves done you know spent a lot of time in academia, you being immersed in that culture are just surrounded by so many bright people, bright minds, and big ideas that if you're just trying to learn everything at home on or on YouTube, it's of course not going to be the same as being surrounded by that kind of environment and then also i think another big thing is lot so the times you don't know you don't know what you don't know so you can't learn what you don't know is out there a lot of the time unless it's just a random stumble upon i was so grateful in my throughout my college experience what different college professors brought to the table in terms of information like there were so many times that i just felt my universe expanding like in those moments having a subject introduced to me that i would have never even considered to look into researching in the first place like there is so much to know that if you are not an expert on the topic to begin with you wouldn't think to go there you know what i'm saying totally and there are topics that are hard to find resources about so if yeah introduced to you and you look towards that then you might discover there are but there's certain things of course that's going to be way more like popular or common knowledge to find and be able to educate yourself on specialized knowledge is harder to acquire. And I wish people didn't have to pay for that. I'm definitely not advocating for that being our relationship with academia. I think everyone should have access to going to university if they want to, because it seriously is like such a privilege in my life that we had that experience. And yeah, it would just taught me so much. And not only do you get to earn your degrees, but it gives me such other uh, amazing life benefits to get to go to college. I know everyone really feels that way, but when you look at people in university, I am like, uh, isn't that nice? Just you go to class and you learn, you get to pick what you're going to study so you can go and Take classes you're passionate about studying abroad, and it definitely put a wrench in the works when COVID closed schools. I was like, learning independently virtually is not the same experience as learning collectively in (laughs) person with people at all. Yes, not at all. This is a different random thought, but still on the subject of college. The other day I was enjoying myself a little gluten-free, dairy-free ice cream cone and saw from where I was sitting a little booth set up with people I don't I don't know if they were trying to Tabling? sell sell something exactly where I'm going with this. I don't know if they were trying to sell something or just spread the good word. I'm not sure. But that thought came to my mind that I had somehow suppressed. And I was like, wasn't it called tabling in college where people set up in the main area and you're like saying, join my club or just trying to get info out yes. there? I don't know. That, Yeah, I stopped in my tracks. I'm like, I had actually somehow wiped that from my memory card. Well, Luckily, I did not join any college organizations, so I never had to table myself in high school. Um, big... We did too, Riley. It was very okay. short-lived,
1: but we, we did, did have
0: a, fashion short, club. a short stint in fashion club, which... I feel See, I feel too guilty to even bring that up because I'm like, that isn't what participation looks like. We <laughs> were doing it with our triplet, my main girl, and I would have loved to have shown up for higher, better in fashion club. But sometimes college, I had enough on my plate and I didn't want more. In high school, part of so many clubs. In college, no, you couldn't have tied me down and forced me to do model UN in college. Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. Yeah. I can't believe that your like student athletics is even a thing in college. I'm like, how can you, how could they to you? Yeah, I was so stoked to be a part of that when we were because our triplet had such a good vision for that and everything. But it was exactly that where it was like it is not the fact that this club is not it because it was dope. It's just that I'm not I'm not able to make the time for that. But yes, absolutely, and people, I will say, with their dedication to clubs is so amazing to see, and you are truly destined for greatness. Like setting up the fashion show like they did and those things that is amazing and wonderful and if you take on clubs in college i just realized i was part of another club that brayden started at our college but that's is this is what i'm saying i was not an avid club member but um i i did always feel like i was so glad that i didn't have to do something like tabling because that is my nightmare and there are certain kids there are lots of kids in college Let me say that, that are happy to try to like talk to you and want to talk about things all the time with people on campus. Perfect. That's a good place for you to do that. It's just not what I'm here for. (laughs) Yeah. That just randomly brought to my mind that one time a person I was casually seeing was such a wonky, person and they started the flat earthers club ironically like they literally jumped through the hoops of starting a club and it was ironic to make fun of people They are exactly the type of person that I was thinking of that I'm like, they are so happy to like stop people in the elevator and try to talk to them about something as like a bit in college or kind of test start conversation. Yeah, there's plenty of that to go around. (laughs) Yeah, it just couldn't be us. Um, Okay, let's see. Another thing I've been thinking is just how much I majorly prefer to eat at home than eating out of course there are exceptions like when I'm traveling you know I'm obviously going to be eating all of the delicious food I can get and I love the experience of eating out it's actually definitely one of my favorite things to do is trying new places to eat and new restaurants but when you're kind of forced to Not forced, but when you've set yourself up to have to eat out because you haven't been able to get groceries or your schedule got too busy like we were talking about with not having structure that you hadn't planned out meal prep or just actually genuinely don't have food, there is nothing that rubs me quite that wrong way as having to decide on something on Postmates, and I know this sounds so privileged but just knowing my little belly is going to ache from the oil and ingredients that they use because I literally don't have any food to eat at home. Yeah, I was just thinking about that because Brayden and I, when I got home from Washington, had no food in our fridge and I was like, Yeah, I want to eat out when I feel like it, not because I'm like, I either have to right now go grocery shopping and then cook, like come home, cook something and have something to eat or go and get something if I need to eat right away and then suddenly nothing like sounds good and I just want my like fresh thing from the farmer's market and feel disappointed that we don't have produce that's why i love the access britain and i have had recently to two farmers markets a week so usually if we're like running low on things we can get some like produce to have on hand because that's really where I feel like a restaurant doesn't satisfy me when I feel like I need something fresh like that, that I'm like, I don't Mm -hmm. have anywhere that I want to go out to right now. Like I get Thai food when that sounds good for takeout, but that's doesn't sound good when I wanted a salad for lunch. You know? Yes. And especially when it's been multiple meals in the day like that. And then like this happened to me yesterday, you guys, because Sean and I are having to share a car so I and we're also having to save money I can't just be uber eating my groceries here because we have such a huge delivery fee and stuff so I have not been able to grocery shop because Sean is having to catch up on extra hours at work my brother when he stayed with us for a night or two did decide to Uber Eats a whole bag load of candy here which was so sweet and nice because that day we were watching a movie it was the day before halloween and that was really sweet because we were like oh a candy or two but he got a whole truckload of candy and that is what i had to use to sustain myself yesterday that is truly where we are in terms of groceries and then the thought of last night needing to order out i'm so glad we made it work not to like we just made a little pasta deal but it's still like i just wanted some vegetables and i'm i'm just not feeling the clear mind and body that i deserve you know what i mean yeah i do not feel well the waking up the morning after that it's just crazy how much inflammation something can cause like that when your body is like sensitive and you're kind of in tune with what you usually need and um know the things that don't make you feel well when you do them and for me having like really highly processed sugary candy like that makes me feel so much worse than having like a baked good at home that I make and I love a dessert and doing something like that that does not usually like spin me out but I feel like anytime we do a movie night out or whatever in that situation where we get like candy candy I'm like wow this notably does not make me feel good and i need food that fuels me <laughs> the airport days are so hard when you're in the, some airports and it's impossible to get something fresh quickly like some places have now the farmer's fridge or something with a little like fresher food but usually the only available options for a quick grab and go thing are a wildly expensive but b like super processed and the way I was feeling after that flight day that we were talking about from our trip a little while ago. I was like, "Ugh, This is no good for me to wake up and feel like I have fresh eyes and a bushy tail. Definitely. Okay, well, why don't you walk us into our next random thought? This was something I encountered multiple times in a row that I was just like, what is happening? But on this podcast that I love and I'm not saying anything against them, but they're going on a tour and every time they've brought up going on, their going to the Midwest. They've started by saying Salt Lake city. I'm like, Salt Lake City, Utah, no. is not in the Midwest. And I, no, I sometime, no, no, no. since that came to my attention, I saw that a couple of places, Quinn, and I was like, this is one of those things that I sometimes I think people have a hard time understanding places that they're not from. And I get that. We're obviously not from Salt Lake. But that happened to me studying abroad as well when i would say i was from wyoming i think a lot of people thought i meant wisconsin and would talk about it being the midwest but i'm just like no uh montana wyoming colorado utah none of these states are the midwest these are the mountain west people exactly It's <laughs> so west. funny People say that about Colorado, like you said, all the time, and Wyoming. And I'm like, are you thinking like a horizontal middle of the United States or something? Like, I'm just not, I'm not sure where that's coming from, but there's not enough cornfields out here for it to be Do people think it's like East Coast, Midwest? all the way to the west coast is that how in that like mind things are uh, translating yeah, it may it must i don't know i can't tell you it. this is what i think when i think of these zones we're talking about in the united states this is what i think new england the south the southwest Pacific Northwest, Mountain West. You're hopping around. I'm hopping around. I'm just telling you these are kind of zones that I think about. There's like Midwest, Mountain West, Pacific Northwest. It's not just like, what I mean is there's more to it like than being the Midwest or being on one of the coasts. And Alaska and Hawaii, they're doing their own thing. (laughs) I don't know what you would even say. They're not part of the continental. Or the contiguous United States. Yeah. No, that is funny and cause for alarm. Yeah, one of my clients said that to me. They were like, how do you like being from the Midwest? I was like, I have never felt so dysphoric as by hearing you say that. It's nothing against the Midwest, but I'm like, just telling someone that's not from the Midwest that you think they are is very off-putting. It is. It's just like, oh, you don't understand me at all. (laughs) Okay, next up, this is a quick one. This is your debut singing podcast, (laughs) Quinn. Here's the thing: if I'm gonna keep doing that, I need to actually start stepping it up and actually do my my sing songy little voice and not have people think that i sing like this <laughs> what if this is how you get discovered i genuinely wouldn't be surprised and call me <laughs> just kidding um boy do i love talking about the weather it is not to me a uh, boring it is not like a Oh gosh, our conversation went so south, we were talking about the weather. No. You can imagine that my protocol for having a conversation with someone starts with this. Hi, so good to see you. Lovely weather we're having today. I love- oh my gosh, I know. Last night, what a low temp, but this morning the sun's shining? Are you joking me? You bringing out your little picnic blanket this afternoon <laughs> i hope it stays like. this mild <laughs> yes like you're if you ever ever wanted to say something about the weather to me just know i'm not gonna think you're a bore at all i'm going to think finally someone who thinks the way i think <laughs> Finally, the opportunity to talk about this. Yeah, I just think it's the most typical thing that is brought up as like, oh, this is small talk where people are like, I would just rather not have conversation with someone if it's not about something important. And to me, I'm like, but the weather is so important and it does affect all of us every single day. And I'm genuinely curious when you live somewhere else and we're on the phone, what's the weather going like over there? I want to know because yes. it's interesting because i'm or sitting here or what it's to here... be like tomorrow you know like exactly. oh my gosh yeah, it's supposed to drop 20 degrees not only is that fun for me to hear also extremely helpful i can't tell you the amount of times i've been grateful that someone brought up the weather especially like i have this horse guy that's part of my community he's in his 70s and <laughs> he's saying he's a dope. horse and a man <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry. uh centaur no what's it called <laughs> uh, yes is well, it centaur? Is...
1: Yeah, that's a goat.
0: yeah i think so but yeah anyways uh, anyway, sorry, anyway stupid i'm like <laughs> but i i love like i don't know where he gets his weather information but he's always nailing it and Seriously, I'm not joking. I've been saved by this information like, oh, thank goodness they brought that up because I had no idea. I know. Also, the weather is very exciting right now because of the climate crisis. So crazy things are happening. Like it was just for two days in a row, 80 degrees in Charlottesville, like summertime. And then we just had our first frost overnight, it got down to like 25 and absolutely decimated all the plants wow. that had no time to adjust. And I was like, okay, oh. I we didn't prep for a frost at all because we obviously didn't realize that was coming so quick. And now our tomato plant, it had a bunch of like green bunches of tomatoes on it and they're not going to make it. Are you joking me? That is actually very sad, and I'm sorry to hear that. Okay, why don't you take us Thank into you. your next thought? Well, I just recently was at a cafe by myself. Pretty much any time I'm somewhere, it's by myself these days. So <laughs> I like to do a lot of <laughs> eavesdropping on other people. That is... um. A benefit of not having headphones in that's a little preview into our next episode but i've been not trying to like bring something with me to listen to or to read there's usually sometimes i'll do something that i want to get a task done if i'm coming to a cafe to like work but sometimes when i'm somewhere i just want to listen and that makes you hear other people's conversations which i enjoy and a lot of people every time I'm out are only ever talking about their jobs. And I'm just like, okay, I know that's a big part of our lives, but it was happening when I was in New York visiting my friend all the time. If somebody was out for lunch, dinner, at a cafe, anytime I was eavesdropping on them, they were talking about work and like business and whatnot. And I was thinking, wow, I can't I can't believe that that seems to be what so many people's lives revolve around. But then I was at a cafe and people were talking about philosophy. They were like, oh, yeah, obviously with that Marxist ideal. And they were both going like back and forth talking about like these classic philosophers like Marx and Nietzsche and these people. And that was their conversation. I'm like. Maybe I would prefer if people were just talking about their job. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I... I wish that there could be, like... you Put up your little do not disturb card or something. If your conversation is needing to be personal and not eavesdropped on, I wish we could, like, have a little glass bubble. Because I've thought about this, how... Poor celebrities! Like, don't you just want to be able to- Poor, poor celebrities! <laughs> oh my god. Poor gosh. celebrities! No, but I just... It makes me... The thought of not being able to say something without potentially being heard does irk me. Like, I have thought actually so many times... I, I'm not a big smack-talker, as we have spoken about. But of course there are things that I would rather say to a safe person with ears I know I can trust that it's like, okay, I just wanted to vent a little bit. It is... And there's so much context so often missing that if someone heard just a clip of one part of what I said about something, they might totally misunderstand and misjudge something that I'm like, not me being actually terrified to ever speak about anything other than sunshine and rainbows in public because i'm like if this was heard by someone and misunderstood i would be sick about it but i just wish we could say this conversation don't eavesdrop on this conversation word up you can like i feel you you eavesdrop on me because who doesn't love i just i like to just be absorbing my surroundings you know So I don't blame people for a little eavesdrop. It's not with like malintent of going around and listening to people I know and trying to listen in on their conversations. Just a little people watching eavesdropping. But I wonder, Quinn, if that is... I'm just so curious what other people's perspectives would be that are from big cities. Because I'm like, is that small town thing where I'm like, you can't say anything about anyone because everyone is connected and you actually shouldn't be comfy and trust that the person sitting next to you has no relation to not even if you're talking and saying anything bad but sometimes you're saying something vulnerable or private whatever it is it's not like because i'm being mean right now but you don't need other people yeah just misconstruing something yeah also i think in big cities people love to still say oh my gosh what a small world because you will run into the craziest person in a place where it's like wow you're here out of all places that i know from my fourth grade summer camp whatever i don't care what it is but like i especially one of my close friends that's grown up in denver i swear everywhere we go she's like oh my gosh i know that person from being my they were my coworker at my last job and we are not good or whatever like just random stuff that we have many times run into someone she knows randomly so i still feel like you can't be safe you never know i you never know if someone be, sitting right behind you that you've never seen their face just got sir had a service done by the person you're talking about like you I don't know it's crazy
1: it okay, is but let's it see. is
0: so weird the anonymity you gain from moving somewhere where you don't know people because I'm shocked and appalled when I run into somebody in Charlottesville that I know because it so rarely happens uh, nobody knows me I do not know people there is like once in a while I'll see an old coworker. But actually, it's happened so few times that I am always still, when I see someone out and about that I know, like, oh my gosh, I never run into people here. I feel so much less of that sort of pressure. But also, I don't have, like, anyone to go places with that would, like, bump into people that they do know here. So, stay tuned. I also, though, I get... The thing about us again we are not going around spreading anything but still you never know what you're going to be talking about i just feel like we are very recognizable people because of our red hair alone and people have just always told us that they're like oh my gosh you like i could spot you from a mile away i'm like okay my worst nightmare i Um, know and they hear us yeah and they say we have recognizable voices it's probably not even that they're recognizable it's that we talk at way inappropriate of a loud decibel we're sorry for that um max volume in the little household next i'll go um oh i think this i just thought this was funny the amount that i have seen and heard Faux leather being called vegan. Like, I remember it used to be like maybe 10 years ago, it would always be like, Is that fake leather? Like, that's faux leather. Ooh, cheap, not good. And now, you know, you know that the owners of these brands and corporations were so stoked when veganism came to arise and they're like, Yes. Marketing, strategy, vegan, like good for animals. we care about not harming things when so often in reality it's actually just poor quality and they didn't want to put in the effort to make something nice, but sometimes, yeah, it's a well, worthwhile faux leather, but I yeah, do still think a lot it's of the steady. times, though that's just what they're calling. Fossil fuel based materials that are plastics yes. and unsustainable and not yes. actually contributing to ethical, like manufacturing practice and sustainability. And I think that that's what gets a little bit annoying about calling it vegan, that even if it's not an animal product, the whole point of not the whole point, but a lot of the impetus behind veganism is a like planet positive way of a life and an ethical approach. Some people just don't want to eat me, whatever. But a lot of the times it's for a more holistic, like desire. And I feel like it's not being super honest to consumers when there are amazing vegan leathers made out of mushrooms and apples and cactus. Like there are really cool, innovative ways that we can make more renewable um, materials, but just everyone like be so critical about your consuming and your clothing purchases right now because it is seriously like i know people talk about fast fashion but it is no joke the way that the clothing and fashion industry is damaging the ecosystems and the planet and it is amazing to me how much honestly i feel like my life has changed since i have i was never like big into buying from fast fashion but i definitely would shop at urban outfitters and these other like kind of nicer packaged alternatives that are still equally damaging and when you get critical about the fibers of your clothing and you realize how much is synthetic that companies are selling this material that doesn't feel good to wear and your clothes fall apart having better made clothes is so much better and having fewer options like sets you free I just can't emphasize enough how much that I care about that industry changing because when you actually get something that's like sustainable and ethical it's a better experience in my book across the board, from product to livelihood of people internationally, to the way it lasts, the way it feels, to the way I feel about it, and the where how far my money goes, like in every way. It's so much better, and I I definitely understand why producing a lot of like leather goods cannot be sustainable, but the best thing that you can do is buy the stuff that already exists. And the cool thing about leather and most things that you would get in leather is it is so sturdy and long lasting that you can find like a bag or a coat or whatever it might be secondhand that will be holding up great. And a lot of this plastic, horrible, unsustainable, fossil fuel-based faux leather It does not last for anything, and you won't even have it a year before it's cracked or, like, the paint rubbed off and ruined. Yes. Exactly. On to you. That's just a, a small glimmer of the way I feel about this issue, as you can tell. And that kind of is the last thought that I had for today that I wanted to talk about was the Skims ad campaign for their nipple bra and i saw that video of kim did you watch it quinn do you know what i'm talking about yes did you did you think it was all kind at all like a kind of a joke at first i definitely thought it was a joke and i get that and i like see how it's being tongue-in-cheek but i also think like it's a little bit of a gross joke to make when you have a company that is so part of the issue like i own some skims things and i have some mixed feelings some of their products i've really enjoyed the fit of but most of them have not been long lasting to me i i feel that the quality is not there and that's disappointing because i think they could have had a good thing going had they like focused on a smaller window of things which is what I kind of thought the brand was going to do, but now it just will make any collection. It makes so much. It overproduces clothes. They do these massive sales to get rid of their overstock of largely fossil fuel-based clothing. They use very few like natural fibers, and they're not... I just don't think that there's any room to start a brand in this day and age that doesn't have an emphasis on climate like positivity and and like sustainability and ethics and size diversity. I think it's great that they have, I do think they do a good job on size range and diversity of models. But to me, that is not enough right now. Like why would you start a company knowing what we know right now, if you're not going to do everything you can to make it the like least planetary impact Possible? I don't get it that's not how my mind works and I think it's funny like the joke about the nipple bra and I get it and I don't think there's anything wrong with having a nipple bra that's funny I like it good for people that don't have hard nipples all the time that they like the look with their shirt whatever I don't struggle in that arena but I do think that with Kim I was like that is just a little less funny to me, a little off-putting considering the impact this company is having contributing to the problem. And your like brand and lifestyle really contributes to like a, a, a big climate impact as an individual in a way that just doesn't quite sit right with me to be that funny wait can you remind me like i'm a little unclear what why you're relating it to sustainability i only watched it one time briefly i can't remember like what it has to do with that specifically oh basically she's like well the planet is heating up like temperatures are changing everywhere oh, we're having yeah. this climate crisis but i'm but you want to keep your nipples mission. hard yes. yeah exactly okay so that is funny and i'm not trying to take it in a way of being like oh no one can make a joke you can and i watched it and i was like i get it she's being cheeky and that is funny but it still can be a little bit like doesn't taste that good in my mouth that you're like acknowledging this is going on and then they're doing with the profits like they're doing one percent for the planet which is a great program and i appreciate that they're doing that but that's kind of a a greenwashy effort to me that I'm like that in no way offsets the impact that this is going to have and so yeah yeah that's it's one of those things where it's like are you just putting a band-aid on a ginormous issue where like I do think donating profits to a good cause is important but first of all for them I'm like one percent really also i just think that would be so much more badass if it was actually backed by like and we are making these changes i don't think it should even be changes because like you said i think they should have entered the space being conscientious about ethics and sustainability but to not be then backing up the campaign like and this is what we are doing to minimize our impact or whatever that would have been so much more sick and full circle like okay that is very cool and actually then like super well thought out you know and yeah i was worrying about this too with kylie jenner's new brand i don't know if you've seen that that she's she's just made a clothing line that just launched but Ugh, that type of thing like I don't I'm I'm not someone who just generally bashes on the Kardashians because I think that they are human too and there are things that I think they're doing well but I think there are so many things like that where, to me like just that term sell out I don't know but like it kind of is just them Continuing to sell out because they have the following to do it. Like, I don't know. That's such a bummer to me. And I wish that, like, the people that were the spotlight of the US, like, they are clearly such a very strong family here and have huge influence. I wish that it was like, okay, you guys. Legit, they could be still being so sexy, fashionable, and so confident and intelligent and everything by bringing forward actually important issues. And if they care so much to make brands, which clearly they do, and I get that that makes money, but actually being proud of what not only it represents, but the behind the scenes. I just think that would make their whole empire way more iconic. Absolutely. And I also am like, okay, we don't need to get so greedy with our hand into the cookie jar, just like you said to do another thing, like how I kind of feel with this Kai collection is just like, was that really a need in the market that wasn't being met? I just don't think so, I don't think it's mission driven in that way. I get how Skims was and I thought it was to begin with, but it's kind of not true when we actually look at the history of the products that they have continued to release and the different lines that they're participating in, but it's not to say you can't try something and grow it, but when you have makeup and fragrance and now are starting like skincare and then do clothing line and this i know that you can be an entrepreneur and you can pursue multiple things but i just think this culture of excess really affects all of us and the emphasis on consumerism can be like debilitating and i don't think that knowing again knowing what we know now with what is going on with the planet and what's going on with people's mental health we should take our influence seriously and our impact on other people and the world seriously and really consider when something is worth doing and when it's not and i know that we're all going to make choices that are not necessarily the most like climate sound that you got, you have to live your life. And I understand that. And I still travel and fly and do these things too, that are like taking up more than of my, than my fair share of carbon emissions and whatnot. So I can understand that, but you like know who you are and you know, your influence and there's yeah, a need that can be met that you don't have to do it in the wrong way. Like we get to make our choices and, I have to feel good about those when I go to sleep at night. And for me, I'm like, at what cost? And you have to get really serious about when something is worth it. And I'm just not convinced in these cases that that it was. And it can feel a little hard when you're someone that feels like you're trying to work towards these goals and then people with that influence are not like are not taking it seriously and they're the ones that usually are emphasizing and consuming more and having a larger impact. So that's that can be hard, but I think that's not to guilt trip people for participating in these brands. I understand that. I know though that we can do better and I get so excited just to talk about the people that are doing it right. And I think that there are so many people right now like that. And when I think about Jerf Avenue, I'm like, oh, I would think it was imagine if the Kardashians empire was like Jerf Avenue where they're like doing amazing things, making great fashion, whatever that you can still get excited about. And it's still participating in production and having a product out there. But tweaking it, doing less, doing it more deliberate with restraint, with natural fibers. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. There's a big enough slice of the yes. cake for everyone to do it right. And I definitely think that people should feel like they can make money and a lot of money. Like, But maybe my feeling of what's a lot of money is different than what the Kardashians feel like is a lot of money and i am not wanting to be a hater but to me i've just always been passionate about being ethical and sustainable and simultaneously charging my worth for things i don't think it's not fair to me to undersell myself when i know the honest effort i put into my products and services that i have have and do offer currently um but even if i could charge an outrageous amount of money because i had such a big following you know for something and i guess with them a lot of their things are super expensive but some of it is more cheap cheap i guess kind of with quotes and affordable but I just think when the dollar signs just keep growing in your eyes and you are making such a crazy amount of money, to me, that's just, clearly you lose sight of what's important. <laughs> Courtney's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but,
1: um, <laughs> Courtney's and like, yeah, obviously, I don't
0: even that. have to say this caveat, but you're not saying that blaming it all on these women or this family that's not the point it's just in general that's true there have been longitudinal studies that show that there's a certain amount of money up to which you can make that like happiness does improve because you get to have your needs met as well as like some extras that are important to you and that sort of lifestyle where you can build generational wealth yeah generational wealth but there's a limit to that where then it starts to be in excess and that's not it doesn't feel good for anyone to live like that I think truly like genuinely that is more more money more problems when it, you get to that point yeah and you know that that type of thing just count on if I somehow come across a billion dollars you can bet your bottom that i will be putting that money into important things you guys i can promise you that and i just i long for these these horses that are just decked out with the beautiful tack. (laughs) well obviously it's like some of those things you can have fun to an extent if i made a million dollars next year yes might might i upgrade my one car Yes. Let's be honest. Maybe I would upgrade my one car. Okay. Maybe there would be some improvements like that I would make because I love living in an aesthetic, cute space, but I think we were just raised where it is not about being the bougiest, most expensive, but it can, it can be about having an aesthetic and beautiful space you're proud of. But when it comes to just buying in excess it just makes my tummy a little sick and i just wish that those people and i'm talking about all sorts of people that are people that start with a b were putting that money toward important things and this this random thought went on for a while but it's obviously an emotional thing when there are people like Us being, I don't know, I don't know if we would be considered middle class at this point when we're having to literally work basically paycheck to paycheck. I don't know. But whether we're lower or middle class, whatever, but we are making such an honest effort to our living that it can be hard when you're like seeing people in such a very, very world's different of a place financially you know what I mean I only know about the perspective that I'm coming from of course but I think that the way I feel is in America in this financial system like class distinctions are just not that beneficial when it's such a different sort of crazy leap when we're talking about the ultra wealthy versus how the average American lives and most people do not have more than $5,000 in their savings. And most people have to live f- paycheck to paycheck here. And we rely on credit. Americans rely on credit to survive. I don't know how it works other places, but it is. Yeah, I I think that it's just, it's hard to conceptualize that that can be some people's experience in the world when so many people are struggling so hard. and living with so little and not even that it's always a struggle, but sometimes for me, that's what I would prefer. I, my sort of financial goals, I definitely have for financial wellness and to feel like confident with my family. I think that that's normal and healthy for people to desire, but yeah, I just think the glamorization that different periods have gone through of like everything in excess, just doesn't actually fuel the soul in the long run. And I think I think we know that. But I enjoyed doing a random episode with you, Quinn. It's fun because we have so many thoughts. We always want to go down different trains anyway. So I'm glad to get to yeah. give everybody a bonus and get some of these thoughts off of our mind. I know, me too. I'm glad we made time for it and fun chatting with you as always can't wait to talk to you guys again on Tuesday so you'll be hearing from us very soon have a great rest of your weekend until then yep thank you you as well buddy and we will talk to you again very soon goodbye okay, Bye. bye